0: Rewinding Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more. Sidebar with Cindy.
1: Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. On Kaya FM 95.9. Sidebar with Cindy. On Kaya FM 95.9.
2: Kaya FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. Really wonderful show by Unjate John, um, in peace, Johnny Clegg. But welcome to Sidebar Cindy with me, Dr. Cindy siwe Sale. This evening we're talking about divorce and finances.
1: Medical issues,
2: sex and family. Finance, parenting and emotional development. Sidebar, Sidebar with, Cindy. with Cindy.
1: Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9.
2: Kaya FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. Welcome to Sidebarat Cindy with me, Dr. Cindy Fansale. And this evening we are launching, well, not launching, we carry on with our Talking Divorce series, which is running through every Wednesday in this month of July. And tonight's topic is divorce and finances. We have the pleasure of having clinical psychologist Um joining us for this whole series. And um, we also have a guest in the show, Tamara Mgeu, and she'll be sharing her lived experience of um, divorce and, and finances, and what you know what all the complications that brings and um, we 're looking forward to your calls. Um, you can call us on 086-00-00959. you can sms us on three six nine five nine and if you 've missed any of the previous shows, you can catch up with them um, on the kfm CHI-FM website kfm and listen to the podcast on Fm rewind But before we take your calls i 'd like to welcome my guests into the studio Tabang. Great to have you back Yes, um, thank you very much Yes, and I look forward to more of your gems of wisdom this <laughs> evening And a very special welcome to Tamara Ngewo, um, Who's agreed to share her story um, And I really appreciate that, Tamara Thank you and welcome to KFM. FM Thank you, Dr. fantail for having me Okay, Tamara, so divorce So last week we spoke about reasons why people, why people divorce And we had a lot of interesting um, tweets and messages um, from, from people And this evening, we, you know, we take it a step further And we speak about divorce and finances And um, I know that you were, you were married and, um, you know, you are divorced and it, it changed your life from a financial perspective. You Correct. know, Yeah. So let's just delve a bit into that um, on Sidebar Cindy. Okay. Um, to start off with, I've been married twice. So I've
0: been through the whole divorce and finances thing twice. Mm. Right. In the first marriage, my husband was the primary breadwinner. Mm. Okay. Um, I earned a bit of money as well, but... Not as much as he did. Yeah. So he took care of everything, all the bills in the house, the the house, the cars, the kids, everything was his responsibility. And how many kids did you have? We had two kids. Okay. Okay. So then after we went our separate ways, he also disappeared for about four years. And then I had the burden of looking after two children, looking after bills that I had, I had no idea about. Because he was the primary breadwinner, he was also in charge of the finances in the house. So I had no idea that, say, the bond was 6,000 rand, for example, Mm. or if you want to rent a place of your own, you need to provide one, two, three, and then pay this much by a certain date. Or else. Or else you get kicked out, which did happen. Um, I had no idea about electricity bills pouring. Okay, I knew you put fuel in the car, but... It wasn't my responsibility. Mm. So it was quite a shock to the system because I had to do everything by myself and, with and, two kids.
2: And where was this family? I mean, I mean, you know, they knew that a breakup had happened. But mm. where were they to support you, to, to nav- help you navigate through this, th- through this different situation? Well, that's the thing about
0: Africans once you separate with their son that's it nobody knows you nobody wants to talk to you nobody wants to have anything to do with you the thing that struck me the most about that was nobody even cared about the children nobody asked how the children were doing I sort of expected somebody to say oh how are the kids doing how is it going at school can we help you with this and that but none of it was forthcoming so I had to look to my own family to help me
2: out and that was difficult
0: Yeah, it was because obviously they have families of their own. They Mm -hmm. needed to take care of their own things. It's it's not a case of okay, we've always considered that we need to help Utamar. All of a sudden, we need to help her with rent. We need to help her buy food. We need to help her with school fees for the kids. Whatever. It was just a shock to everybody's system.
2: And how old were you at the time? I was twenty-five. And you'd been married for how long? five years sure that is quite quite a long time yeah tabang any comments
3: um i mean yeah it's it's quite interesting i mean when you ask about the age now you know um because it's it sounds like she she well, 20 is it's young she got married young and and basically the typical story that when when somebody um when someone else does everything for you and and then things don't work out then you have to have almost this crash course you have to learn everything in this short um, amount of time and i think to adjust to that is is quite a feat so i can i can just empathize and imagine that it must have been quite a journey quite a ride very difficult to to find yourself and not not just deal with the financial part but to, to reconcile yourself with yourself and the world, um, as a mother, as a person, you have to all that you have to do uh, in a short space of time. I think it must have been quite a, a challenging uh, period in your life. So. It was.
0: It mm. was very challenging. I, to this day, I don't know how I got through that. Yeah. One thing I'll say though is I had no business getting married that young. So when you look back, you feel like you were too young. I was too young. And how, so how soon did the babies come? um it took about two years for me to have my first son Mm. and then exactly a year later a year and four days later his brother was born so it was quick 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 after after the two years it was quick 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 we had kids and then you know life life happened Mm. but he was taking care of me here's the thing he was taking care of me i didn't have to worry about anything until He left The
3: breakup happened And and what I wanted to ask So the typical picture Would be a younger person And a much older person So was he much older than you Not that much
0: He was only three years older than me Okay So in actual fact We both had no business Getting married At that age
3: Yeah True Yeah And so that's what happens And I think So it's the picture That one would see Where um, I mean you, you get married young And you're still discovering yourself There are things That you're figuring out um you you still have to uh, so figure out yourself where you're going with your life and then you enter into this marriage, which is also demanding because marriage has its own thing people and no one prepares you nobody no well i supp- i mean the the school for marriage is actually family <laughs> it's family uh, your 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 background how how you grow up that, that should actually be where one is prepared but um i suppose i mean if we are living like in South Africa, only a third of people. Are raised by the, the two people who made them so if we, we are growing up in a society where i suppose you don't have great examples of what marriage is and how to make a relationship last and i think then you almost have to f- find your own feet so mm. um and I think if, if you're not prepared, if you don't think about it, and, and especially when you're young because, uh, you know, when you start a relationship, it's the butterflies and you're mm-hmm. excited mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and it's this achievement that you're going to have. But you forget that um, there's this other part of it where we have to do life together, yeah. where we have to have those difficult conversations about. So how, you know, how are going to work with the finances? What if something happened to you? Uh, what if something happened to us? Those sober conversations that that help us in terms of um, when tragedy strikes, because we can't. You know, when you're living, life life is hard, and it's something that we can't, um, I suppose, ignore. So if if you're married and you're not having those difficult conversations with your partner, or even with yourself, it's quite difficult to to now all of a sudden have to pull yourself together. So so um, yeah, I can imagine. And you said then family also then took family helped my family helped yeah yeah, yeah. but before we go on with that i just want to go back to
0: something you said about the school of marriage should actually be your family yeah yeah. being africans the one thing that i've realized is that nobody shows you the truth yeah nobody Mm -hmm. tells you the truth what happens is i could be with my husband right now hypothetically speaking Mm -hmm. and the face that we show to the world is that of happiness, of everything going perfectly fine. Power couple. Power couple (laughs) and stuff. We go on trips. Our kids are doing amazing at school. And meanwhile, back at the ranch, totally different things happen. For example, you could spend two weeks without talking to your partner. You live in the same house. You sleep in the same bed. But... For two weeks, people are not, are not talking to each other. And unfortunately, it's not something that we only hide from the world. We also hide it from the children.
2: Yeah. So yeah. what do I learn about marriage? Yeah. And so when you did then speak to your family about, you know, the, the breakup that, that was about to happen, um, what did anyone try and push you to stay? Not
0: after the breakup. Actually, my family never pushed me to stay because... Um, my ex husband was physically abusive, mm. and everybody wanted me to get out. I didn't want to get out because of Abant Bazotini. you know, I need to suck it up, and I need to make this work. Then when he left, my family was like, "Look, we'll make do. We'll make a plan, but
3: you we know? just don't want this We just in your don't life. want
0: this person in your life anymore." Mm. His family, on the other hand, was like what kind of a mother are you yeah. what kind of a wife are you mm. to
2: allow such a small thing to separate you guys
4: yeah
2: mm. oh that must have been very difficult well we're taking your calls on 086 959 you can sms us on 36959 the hashtag on social media is sidebard cindy and the other hashtag is #KayaFMTalk. fm talk you can also tag um at #KayaFMTalk. fm talk and this evening we're doing the second um the second part the Talking Divorce Series And this evening We're speaking about Divorce and finances And I'm joined in studio By um, clinical psychologist Tabang Plaka And we also have Tamara Ngewu Who's sharing Her lived experiences She's been married twice Divorced twice And she's just shared with us How, um, you know Her first marriage She got married When she was 20 Divorced at 25 And and how it impacted On her finances Having to learn Everything from scratch Having to stop Paying your own bills Having to I suppose you had to Find a job
0: Well, I, I, I had a job At the time But it wasn't Um it wasn't as well-paying as whatever yeah. he was doing, right? He mm-hmm. earned maybe 10 times more than what I was earning at the yeah. time.
2: And I suppose that also then, in terms of the relationship dynamics, the power was always with him, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's very difficult. Um, I mean, Tabang, you know, we do come across relationships. I think a lot of relationships are, are like that way it's lopsided. The one with the, with the money is the one that wields power yeah. um, over everything.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and 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 the the um you know she the Tamara said something interesting. So the the idea of being authentic, um, this idea that you know we keep this, uh, we show the world this this picture, and and I think it's it's something that perhaps might help people adjust better if we are honest from 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 the the beginning about um. I suppose the relationship and how we live then the other thing is i mean so but would you ever find a situation where the two parties almost earn similar um or do the same things you know just in terms of the the power di- dynamic in terms of the the the, the finances I, I think also living in a very materialistic world where you know money is portable power and can you live without money and and sometimes we, we we equate people that you know we struggle to if somebody's earning more than you, they they sometimes they they might think that they are better than you. We yeah, think obviously. people who don't have as much are not worthy. Um, for, I suppose of relationships of making decisions because they they earn less. But I don't know if if in all relationships will always be equal financially. Mm. So I suppose one of the the. The, 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 the things that we have to look at is, but even if things are different, um, how is it that we, we, we share the power then in the relationship if somebody's earning more? And um, what you find, with, I suppose, with, with the, the, the research is that p- people who almost earn the same uh, don't really have the uh, problem. Uh, the, the problem comes in when there's quite a gap. Mm. Uh, when one earns a lot more than the other one And then so the, the other person might then be devalued
2: mm. In the relationship I'll well, just going to a few stats um, When we look at stats from 2014 um, Half of all divorces then were initiated by wives Across all population groups And um, white women were the main initiators at 58% um whilst blacks, black women were the smallest initiators um of, of divorce at forty four percent. And I think this this you know speaks to what Tamara said about Abanjobazootini. I think yeah. we are more affected by abantu than than other um um race groups. Absolutely, I agree with
0: that because even with the second marriage, it mm-hmm. was the same story. I didn't stay because I, I wanted to be there. I stayed because wow, Aband Always be Litamar.
2: You know. So, so that was already hanging over your head exactly. when you went into a second marriage, and this, and so so how how long after your divorce did you then get married again? Um, it wasn't long, uh, twenty eight. Okay, so within so within three years yes. of the divorce, you were married. Yes. Okay. And in that relationship, um, how long did that marriage last? Okay, the marriage lasted
0: five years, six years on paper, mm-hmm. but five years. Um, us living together Um, in this relationship the tables were completely turned I was the breadwinner the only breadwinner not even primary but the only breadwinner Mm. my ex didn't work Um, he used to take care of the kids and I did everything so obviously I had to I had had three years to learn how to balance my finances not that I ever got it right I still don't get it right even today but I had You know, I had a little bit more experience. I knew what I needed to do. It Mm -hmm. wasn't so much of a shock as... Before. As before. (laughs) Okay, so I knew that my car needed to be paid. I needed to put fuel in my car. And if I'm pregnant, I need to go for antenatal visits. And you pay for those. Those are not free. I need to buy diapers. I need to buy milk. And and, um, it was... Okay, the weird thing about this one was that if we decided to go out, say, once a month, we'd go out once a month, right? And then what I'd do is um, I'd give him the bank card or the money yeah. so that he could do the <laughs> So it doesn't look like I'm the one who earns money. It,
3: you so, don't want to hurt his feelings.
0: Emasculate him, <laughs> mm. and also I didn't want people laughing at me. you know. So, as much as it was about not wanting to emasculate him, it was also about saving my face. Now, yeah. you know.
2: Yeah,
0: and why didn't he work? Only he can answer that. Unfortunately, I have no idea, because sending out CVs is something that I used to do for him, mm. but. Nothing would come up, you know, and I remember the one time I took his CV to NWJ in a mall that I was that I was working at and he refused to take the job because he said he needed to earn the same amount as what I was earning or more or more so that we could pay the helper because if he's not going if he's going to work. And he's not going to be taking care of the kids at home Then we need to have a helper So the only way we will be able to afford a helper Is if he earned the same as me And then I said to him Look that's not possible You cannot go from zero to earning what I earn I've been working for more than 10 years mm-hmm. There is no way you can start from there And jump to, to my bracket are, yeah. Just get the job do Get whatever money that's going to come It will help some way Even if it's to buy food It will take pressure off me And we can make a plan for the kids because you can take the kids to crash, you know? And he refused. Um, the second incident happened when another town that I was working in, um, they've got a power station in that town. So I spoke to somebody who said they were a general laborer or they got general laborers to come and work at that power station, right? Yeah. So he was a labor broker of some sort. And he said, you know, entry level for general laborers is this much. Yeah. Right. If you can get your husband to call me because he needs to show his interest. You've spoken to me. I understand the situation and everything. But he needs to show his interest mm. before I can do anything about it. Excuse me. Um once he calls me, then we'll make a plan. Yeah. There's no way he's not going to find a job because a general laborer, there's lots of work to be he done. There's yeah. lots of work to be done. Right. So I went home. I was very excited and I was away for the week, got back home. I was very excited. Oh, this, 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 this. And he turned around, he looked at me and he said, that's not my calling. God doesn't want me to do that. Oh, my God! And that was it.
2: He just refused to work. Yeah, I suppose you could say that Tonight is the second series Second in the series of Talking Divorce Which will be running um, throughout July And I'm joined by Tabang Laka, Clinical psychologist and Tamara Ngewo Who has been married twice and divorced twice And she's telling us about her experience With divorce and finance um, I have Anonymous who says that she can relate With um, Tamara's second marriage I found myself as a breadwinner while he was unwilling to give up his failing business. Finances can break marriage. I've now started the process um, of separating. We've been separated a year. It's scary at first, but once you make the decision and stick to it, the going gets easier. I never worried about people because my family knew the dynamics of the relationship, of course. So, you know, she's, she's made a decision. She's on her way out because her her, her soon-to-be ex has a failing business that he won't give up and it's affecting them financially and i think i mean during the break tamara you had mentioned how you know with your first divorce you got nothing out of it and um you know the second time how do you get something out of somebody who's got nothing i didn't get
0: anything out of it (laughs) um well done to your anonymous commenter for getting out Mm -hmm. because i think the biggest mistake we make as women is we stick around for whatever reason, whether it's because Aban Bazotini or whatever the case may be, sticking around is not the answer because it doesn't get better, it only gets worse.
5: Yeah,
2: well, we're taking calls on 086 You can SMS us on 36959, and the hashtag on social media is Sidebot Cindy, and the other hashtag is Kaya FM Talk. So we have um NG on the line, and NG is calling us from Alberton. Good evening, NG, and welcome to Sidebot Cindy.
6: Hi, Cindy. Thank you so much for taking my call. Yes, no.
2: welcome to the show.
6: yeah, so I was actually just saying that um, for the most part, it's not even recovering post a divorce, you know, and it's generally equipping a person who might be uh, a little less disadvantaged than the other party who feels that they do have a lot more financial freedom than the one party. Whether, whether you bring in 20 Rand and the other person brings in 20,000 Rand, I think it's being able to see the value that you bring in with your 20 Rand mm. and being able to validate your value in a marriage because a marriage isn't just finances. And also just to validate um, the gaze, just by her having worked um, in spite of having a husband that can take care of her. That was herself preparing herself for the exit so that you don't need that to be scratching and scratching and then still needing to validate yourself in being able to execute work, for instance, to provide work, uh, I mean, rather food for your children um, at the end of the day. So I I think before, because, I mean, even in in my own dynamic, I I am married. Actually, the the guest um, story is actually, uh, it's it's almost close to home because her first marriage reminds me of my own marriage and her second marriage reminds me of a failed marriage from my best friend's marriage, you know? And when she said right at the end that her husband said that um, the God. What, but he needed what God, God didn't call him to do the work that, that, that she was telling him about. Um, my, my best friend's husband, that, that's the line that he gives her. But she's just as strong. She was just able to also leave. But more than anything, to validate yourself in your existence. And what your contribution is in any and every situation, yeah. be it marriage, be it friendships, be it work. I think that is the primary of everything. So that even when things do not work out, you are, able, you are still able to stand firm and mm. walk away and know that you have added value in your own marriage. And that it's not a failed, a failed conquest, but rather a lesson in your life. Yeah. No. You thank know? you so much for and those comments, Angie. Thank yeah. you so much.
2: Okay, no, thank you for that. I hope I didn't cut her. Tabang, any comments on what um, Ng has
3: said? No, beautiful. I think I think what Ng said. I mean, I think that's very important. That um, I think we, when two people come together in a marriage, um, I think you're you're all bringing value, and is is to to ensure that we understand that we are bringing value. Whether you're bringing the one is bringing twenty rand and the other twenty five thousand. Mm. Um, but the the other thing she also touched on was the idea that uh but one should be empowered so w- one of the ways i think we should think about it is uh, even when things are going well we should think about but what if you got ill and you know things didn't mm-hmm. go so well so we need to all be in so i need to know what's happening with the finances um i need to so everybody needs to have somebody can be responsible if they are good in that area yeah but A person shouldn't be clueless about what the happenings of the household and those things Mm -hmm. because if something did happen like um, the person fell ill or you divorced um, then you you might then have to uh, have a crash course on on managing your life so I think that this idea of um, seeing value because some people are able to make the money that they are making because someone else is taking care of other things like Mm -hmm. the children and the home and all those things and so that's also valuable and so... But um, so, because there are so many responsibilities in a marriage, uh, everybody has to um, pull their weight. Uh, but we have to be aware of what's what's going on. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think that's a beautiful comment by by, by Angie.
2: And that's the voice of Tabank Laga. He's the author of Focus and Flourish, as well as the host of The Love Adventure, a workshop series for couples. And um, you're listening to Sidebar Cindy on KFM 95.9. And this is um, part two Of the series Talking divorce And this evening We're speaking about Divorce and finances We also have Tamara Ngewo in studio And she's sharing Her lived experience of, of of marriage and divorce And how it impacted Her on finan- um, financially But before we go to Martin I want to read a tweet From Zaliga Zaliga says Tamara's story Sounds exactly like my aunt She's still married To my uncle Who refuses to work And um, finds fault With any job um, and women, you know, women are really boggled She also said something else about her uncle philandering So I'm not going to read that part um, But yeah, so, you know, tomorrow people are relating to, to the story that you're telling us And I, I must say that the idea that You know, your husband sat at home for five years um, And yet you were out there Trying to get him jobs and he'd refuse them it, I'm, still, I'm still shaken, shaken by that <laughs> I really mean, yeah. am Anyway, let's go Sorry. to Martin Martin, you're calling us from Fusleras Good evening and welcome to Sidebar, Cindy
5: Hi, how are you? Good, Good evening. Good,
2: thank you. Welcome to the
5: show. Uh, righty. Like you were saying, last now you're just puzzled of that. I'm very puzzled about the guy's, he's got a. he's lucky to have a woman who's looking for a job for him. Um, I'd like to second on that. Some people think when you're working in retailing, you cannot achieve what you want to
4: achieve.
5: Mm. Uh, you can be in retailing. And I've always thought retailing, I remember when I lost my job, yeah. that I was paying very well. And I had to make means to make sure my kids go to sleep with food. I went to retailing. I'd never been in retailing before, but then I went and I started making. Now I'm making sure that my kids are going to school. My wife is going to, I'm taking my wife to school. From that retailing, that people are undermining. Mm. There are people that I've discovered through retailing have made their life better. They are surviving, you know? So uh, when people, get discouraged and say, they don't want to work in retailing, they want to work in the office. Mm. I think it makes me sad because what I see, I've seen people wanting to work in an office, thinking that office pays. There are people who work in construction. They're earning more money, they're making more money. Mm. But we're thinking office pays. Not everything pays, but whatever you work towards on, and you take your time; yeah. it will make it happen. And
2: I, I mean, and just, work is work, Um Mark. Work is the, work. the point you're trying to make is that whether you know you work in retail, whether you work in construction, whether you're a medical doctor, work is work. And lend your ketum sebenzi. You know, I'm sitting here looking at Tamara, and I, I cannot understand why her ex-husband was being like that. Work is work.
5: Work is work. And at the end of the day, who want to let her know about how, how you
2: use it? Yeah, that's true.
5: Yeah. 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 Most important is how you. There are people are like earning fifty grand. But they can go to somebody
2: and ask uh, five thousand
5: mm-hmm. know? dollars mm-hmm. So it's worth how you use your money and how you utilize it. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Yeah, no, thank That's you so much. No, thank you so much for okay. your
2: comments, Martin. Another tweet from Senzo. Senzo says she lost it when Tamara said her husband said, God doesn't want me to do that. That's not my calling. Aren't finances, jobs and sharing responsibility a conversation we have before we get married. You know, Tammy? But you know, before you married this guy. Mm-hmm. What, you know, what had you guys spoken about? Okay. Just we a d- quick comment before we take um, another call from Parktown.
0: Okay. The conversation was had about sharing responsibilities and being a God-fearing person. Mm. The one thing that um, our counsellor put us through was that um, we needed to share responsibilities in the home. But mm. even more importantly, what he came back with from, from those sessions was that he's the man he needed to provide. So he knew... What 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 he needed to do, he knew that um, uh, taking care of the home was 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 his responsibility. Mm-hmm. But because I was in a better position, I'd been working way before I met him and whatever else. He accepted that I would help, except I think he got comfortable and then decided, you know what, she doesn't do everything for me, so I might as well because he, he, it, it's not like he
2: lagged the basics he Mm. didn't like the base basics and i also and i I suppose that thing that you said that you were concerned about the second marriage and the possibility of a second divorce you didn't want to fail a second time of course not
0: um i don't think anybody goes into marriage looking to fail or even considering that it it might not work out you know when when you're all in that butterfly stage and everything you think this is going to last forever yeah you know and you do whatever whatever you think will make it work mm-hmm. whatever you think will help it work including um taking out a loan for example yeah, yeah.
2: okay well before we, we before we continue let's chat to sharon who's calling us from parktown north um good evening sharon and welcome to Side Park cindy oh
1: good good evening cindy how are you good thank you i'm good thanks um I'm coming from an organization called uh, A Woman's Heart. I'm, one of, I'm, the, I'm the co-founder of, of, of A Woman's Heart. Yes. And uh, we founded this um, organization mainly for women who are going through a divorce that is separated, who have divorced yeah. and who are widowed. And uh, it's because I, I went through a divorce about two years ago mm-hmm. uh, in 2017. And um, I can relate so well with uh, Tamara because um, my ex-husband was also in a similar situation. He was, um, you know, in and out of jobs. I was earning a good salary. We were overseas, we were living in Australia. And um, at the time, you know, I just supported him because I had to, you know, I I had a good salary, I'm a medical doctor. you know, I could I could afford our lifestyle, yeah. but he took he took that for granted, and obviously ended up cheating. Um, and uh, that's when I, you know, we separated, and we've got a a young son. So when I went through the divorce and uh, having to go through the legal and financial implications and everything, I just um, uh, conducted some research to find out if there's any organization mm. that would support. Um, and especially, particularly women because yes. i'm a woman uh, yes. so i empathize more with women uh that would support women going through a divorce or separation and provide them with all the resources that are necessary that is legal um financial psychological spiritual wellness and you know and empowerment mm. i was um my position was i suppose i was lucky because um you know, I was into positive uh, development, self-development, and I understood finances because uh, I've got a business degree as well. Yes. But it just struck me that, wow, this is overwhelming for people who are in a less fortunate situation. They could be educated, but you know, if it, when it hits you, you feel like you know nothing, absolutely yeah. nothing. Yeah. So as such, yeah. um, i could a friend of mine who's here in South Africa as well, and, um, and we decided, you know, let's start up something like this to support women who would be going through uh, a, a divorce. Initially, we, we, we looked at divorce and separation. And, uh, and then we, we realized that, look, you know, women who are widows and have been dependent on their, on their husbands for sustenance and financial support could actually benefit from a program like this. And uh, so we we conducted a lot of research uh, before we established the organization, and uh, and actually found out that you know there's there's actually a cry for uh, a a place a space that we are offering yeah. because most of the time you you're always uh, relying on your friends and your relatives, mm. and they always give you the information or the advice that you don't want to hear.
2: Okay. Okay, So sure. he will
1: always, tell you, stick by it. You know. Yeah. I mean, he cheated, so he's not the first man to cheat.
2: Okay. So, uh, where can we find you before we let you go? Where can we find oh, your organization? Details about your organization.
1: Okay. Uh, so we're actually launching. We're having our conference in September. Okay. Uh, here at Summer Place in, in Hyde Park.
2: Okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, we'll 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 get hold of you, and I'll make sure I tweet the details about it. Okay.
0: Beautiful.
2: Okay. All right. Okay. okay. We're talking divorce, and this evening we're talking divorce and finances. We have Johnson on the line. He's calling us from Protea Glen. Good evening, Johnson, and welcome to the show. Hi,
4: Cindy. How are you? Fine, thank you. I'm fine. Uh, I've, I've just lost the name of the visitor that was there. The one, the lady that was talking about her experience in divorce. Tamara. What's uh, Tamara? Tamara. Well done to what you've done. I think, thank you. If I can say this to you that, um unfortunately, that. You couldn't actually have to have a man that cannot be able to stand for himself. Uh, I believe that uh, as a man, most of us, like, when he can give you a cut, your cut for me, my ego, <laughs> somehow that I don't think I can actually, use I can feel like I owe you. Um One thing that I want to say about divorce now is that, Uh, we're not really saying that divorce actually will promote that it actually has to happen. Mm. But I think the stigma that actually people would do have, as far as you mentioned somehow, that people, they don't want to go. They know that they're not happy in that relationship. Both men and women, but you find that the present is number one, Mm. and you look at yourself, you're not actually happy in that relationship, or else to say, uh, I'm going to lose this. I'm gonna lose this house, I'm gonna lose my financial spaces and all those things. But you you that cannot make your happiness, cannot do anything to you. But can't you be able to cut that off and say, you know what? If you're good enough, you initiative enough, you can start life from the scratch as well. You mm. understand? So I'm 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 not saying to say I'm really encouraging divorces that to happen, but if that have to happen, let it happen. As as long as you know in yourself to say, you know what, I can be able to stand myself because especially when it comes to women Women, they suffer too much because I'm saying, okay, fine. If I'm out of this divorce, especially if I'm not married to ANC, which means I'm not going to drive this type of car because my husband was paying, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be in this situation. But you know very well that you're suffering. Sometimes you end up even losing your life yeah. because you're forcing material happiness instead of yourself being happy. You don't really love yourself enough that I can be able to lose the material and, and go ahead without it. So I'm encouraging to say this, guys if you don't know how to do it for assistance and there's people that can be there to actually help you out. Mm. The, the lady that got an experience, Tamara here, she's experienced enough. She can help you out. Some psychologists, that can actually help you out to be out of it in a proper way. And to be safe to yourself that uh, material, you never came. You're not born with material. If, If it was yours, you'll regain it again in future.
2: Oh, thank, thank you, you, you very you much David. Thank you so much Johnson. Thank you Tabang, Johnson. Like, uh, um, any comments about what Johnson has said?
3: Yes I think um, what he's saying um, I think is very important one of the, the, the things I wanted to, to point out I mean because he also touched on the issues of both men and women you know and so the theme of working and, and men not working and, and what, what Tamara has shared. I think uh, one of the things we must think about is the world we're living in um, and as it's moving, it be it's a world that's shifting, and a lot of women are becoming very empowered or empowered, or uh, you know breaking this glass ceiling. and so women are able to do things. And one of the other things that's happening in the opposite direction is that uh, just in, in terms of how tech and the world is changing, uh, people are losing jobs, including men. Now, if if a person cannot adjust in a world like that to, to for example, if you're embarrassed that your partner earns more, um, that's going to become a problem because as time passes, you're going to see a lot more, more of that. And if we are not... Um, careful, then. Then people are going to struggle to to find where they fit in because then your your partner earns more uh, than you. Then the other thing I wanted to mention is, you know, um, part of why people also stay in in very difficult relationships is, I mean, you think about the house, you think about uh, where you've been, you think about everything you've invested, um, and then people try to 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 weigh things. Okay, I leave, but when I leave. What's going to happen to the house? What's going to happen to me? So those are uh, actually uh, things that people con- consider. Like they, they, they actually think about those things. They, they, some people are not confused that I, I, I do want to leave. But but there's but there's then there's one, two, three. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so yeah, you want to say something? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, I happen to know somebody who is
0: very unhappily married yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Right, and and it's, it's it's a lady. Right. Yeah. She's very unhappily married. Um, She does not want to be in this marriage anymore. Mm. But the house that she lives in is what's keeping her there. She keeps looking at the house and she thinks, what are my friends going to think if I have to move back Mm. home, for example, or if I have to go and start out my own thing? She looks at the car that she drives, courtesy of the yeah. husband obviously and and she's looking at it and she's thinking yo yeah. I, I cannot leave this behind how yeah. will I survive yeah. without without this and unfortunately you're right yeah. it is it is one of the deciding factors in whether a person files for divorce or not
3: yeah and and it, it, it's something I mentioned because that's the conversations we have with people you know if you ask a person so you describe describing the situation that you're so unhappy with you know and, and people think but so okay so I'll leave but um Besides the Abant Basotini, mm-hmm. there's the, but my lifestyle. Exactly. But I'm used to this, you know, will I will I start from scratch, okay. you know? Exactly. And I think a previous caller call talked about um, the, the lady with the organization mm-hmm. um, that, you know, if a person is not developing themselves personally, mm-hmm. it, it's very difficult to, to see yourself out of that situation. Yeah. And um, I think the last thing I would say it would be, uh, you know, when, when people, when things are well, people... Um, um, when things are well, people don't discuss very difficult conversations. conversations now, yes. what more when you're separating? Mm. Um, how, how are you going to have that conversation it's about how do happen. we split up this? How do we do that? And so I'm, I'm actually very interested in, in your story, in how you then went about s- splitting the spoons. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, well, we'll discuss that. Um, okay. Let's just take a call from Brenda. Brenda's calling us from Rudiport. Um Hi, Brenda. Welcome to the show.
7: Hi, Cindy. Um you know, what I wanted to say is that, you know, I got married to someone that I later discovered has got a whole lot of issues. At some point he became mentally ill. He was admitted for six weeks in a psychiatric hospital. Mm. I would drive every time I'm off, spend five days there, come back one day before I need to go back on my seven-day shift. I gave this man all the support. He, became, he came out, he became better. Uh, he started working and getting money, he started buying himself things, bought absolutely nothing, no food, nothing in the house. To an extent that I once asked him, I said, why did you marry me? Did you marry me mm. to make me live this kind of a life? That man did absolutely nothing besides and to buy me a wedding ring, mm. absolutely nothing. Life became so tough. Every time I feel like I felt like I need to get out of this, he will say, "I'm sorry." He will mm. take me to church, and the people will say, um you know, this mm. is the man for you. But to such an extent that I, this man broke me. I mean, you would take every opportunity that he gets to just guess, like, you know, to to, to say something negative about me. A, a whole lot of things, man, and and. I'm at the point now where I've decided I've had enough mm. because this man is breaking me psychologically, emotionally, in every area of my life. And and when I I was with this man, every friend I introduced him to or some people that were close to me, they would go like, no, 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 this is not you. Mm. This can't be you. I mean, we look up to you. We come to you for counseling and stuff like that. How do you end up with someone like that? And I thought, you know what? I cut off all my friends. I cut off family just for this man. And this man never changed. Every second week, it's a different thing. He leaves the house at 4 a.m. He comes back at 11, 12 at night. It's, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I had to get to a point where I looked at myself and said, do I love this guy? Or am I feeling sorry for this guy? The big one. Since we got married, it's three years now, there's never been sexual activity. There was a time that I said to him, did you marry me knowing that you have this problem? Or what is it? Because I feel like you married me knowing that you have this problem. You cheated because you were not being fair. You should have told me about this problem prior to marrying me. You know, it's stuff like that. So it's just, it, it, it's just very difficult. I've taken the decision now. I yeah. went and I filed for divorce. But it took me very long. And I think there are so many other women that just keep trying. I mean, one of my friends with Faith we know you've got a good heart yeah. but this is just too much so yes. what I'm just saying is that hey, sometimes I wonder what is it about us as women that, that gets us to tolerate so much with someone that just has no anointing no understanding of the kind of gift that God has given to him having a wife like this mm-hmm. or maybe the other way around having a husband that, that is you know like this so yeah life is, life is something else eh? but I tell you the emotional emotional uh, uh, trauma, the emotional breakdown, the pain that you go through when you think of all these things, there was a night he went out with a girlfriend his car broke down. He had a fight with this woman. He found me i didn't even know innocently. I drove two a m to go and fetch this man and drop him off off where he lived. You know stuff like that i yeah. just don't know what is it about men that just and that makes it difficult for them to see when they've got a good a woman good person. Yeah. you well, know and, and 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 they will just mess up.
2: Well, you know, Brenda, you're on your way out, and that's really all that matters. You're on your okay. way out, and, and we wish you all the best um, in, in your you journey. So you know, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much for sharing me. all of that with
3: us. That really came from your heart, and we appreciate it. Thank you. Tabang? Sure, I mean, uh, I think Brenda said a lot. Um, I, the other thing I wanted to bring in is, is there are men who are also having a terrible time, you know, in, in terms of, uh, marriages and who getting who are getting the the wrong end of the stick you know so and so one of the things that I suppose it goes back to that idea of authenticity that people are not honest in the beginning and people lie and and then later bring out uh what's what you know they are real selves you know and so and and because finance is it's is also such an emotional thing um I think it it takes a level of maturity to be able to have those um conversations about. Uh, money because how how do you how do you live without that and, and so i think if we are authentic then we we can go into those um important discussions about money including even uh when we separate how is it that we are going to do what's best for the both of us you know mm-hmm. and but if if we are not willing to be honest i think then the the, the conversation about money and how we separate becomes something that's not going to happen mm. and you had asked tomorrow a question earlier about how do they split up the teaspoons and the knife and the forks
2: when you know when you broke up how you know how did that happen okay um initially Okay, well, 3 years into
0: the marriage, what happened is he said he wanted studio equipment because that's what his calling was, right? So I took out a loan to get him the studio equipment. And for the next 7 years, I was paying for this yeah. studio yeah. equipment. So when he left, um obviously he had to vacate yeah. my yeah. place. When he left, um he took off with his clothes, some of them, and the studio, the studio equipment. equipment. Yeah. And 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 that's all he made off with. I was left with everything else, including the bills, the children, the food, the rent, hey, was yeah. left with me. I went to, okay, when I wanted to go to court to file for divorce, I remember a friend of mine saying to me, yo, Chomi, I wouldn't do that if I were you because he's going to come after your pension. Yeah. He mm-hmm. might come after your pension. That day. happens. Yeah. So, so that made me stay for another two years. Yeah. Okay. And then eventually I thought, no, I can't. Let him come for the pension. I'll I fight. Need I yeah. need to, I'll fight with, whatever so eventually when we when the divorce was filed and yeah. stuff i went to court alone he never even pitched up for the court sessions so even when we had to talk about what was going to happen to the children how is the taking care of the children going to happen mm. he didn't even pitch up for that and you'd had two children with him yes i had two children yeah. with him so um he didn't even pitch up for that yeah. and then it, it, when we sat down to do the divorce proceedings i I we agreed that yeah. he would take care of school and clothing for the children, yeah. and then I would do everything else. Right? Mm. Come to court. I submitted this report because we both signed it to say this is what we agreed yeah, we're okay. gonna do. Oh, and medical bills. He's supposed to take care of mm. medical bills. Right? Mm. Um, that was six years ago. It, it, hasn't, seen happened. it hasn't happened. Ascent. Nothing has happened. Nothing of that agreement has happened to this day.
2: Yeah. Yes. but thank you so much for sharing that, Tamara. We really, really appreciate having you having had you in studio because your story was real and you shared it so eloquently. So thank you very much. We don't take it for granted that you've shared something that's very close to your heart and very personal with with the afropolitans thank you for inviting me and my family i'm sorry if i embarrassed you because i Aww. didn't tell them i was going to do this well, me, no, we appreciate it and tabang like 15 seconds a gem from you before you join us again next week
3: Um, Life is very difficult And I think we do ourselves A great service when we are honest At the beginning And even when we separate One of the things we must think about If there are children involved We have to do what's best for them Mm -hmm. And if we can resolve that properly Then we adjust better If we hurt each other Then it's just horrible for us It's just a horrible adjustment for everyone Bar with
1: Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM
0: 95.9. nine. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.